Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 218 with our review of G.I. Joe, what is it, Retaliation. <laughs> I'm Christopher Schnezzi. I'm Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, uh, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week on the show, Carson, Patrick, and I dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases, television shows, and web series from the past week and beyond. The podcast is divided into a couple different episodes. Each week, you're going to get uh, some reviews. This review, or this week, we're just going to be reviewing G.I. Joe Retaliation. Um, so that's the well, single review for this week, but usually we've been doing a couple more lately. Uh, you'll also get a trailer talk segment where we discuss some of the trailers that have hit the internet recently, and also what we've been watching segment where we discuss all the things we've been watching outside of the podcast. How you doing tonight, Carson? I'm Cobra Commander. I didn't know if you... I should have said that when I introduced myself. Your voice is going pretty well for being Cobra I, Commander. Well, as you know, I've been hanging out in this uh, uh, regeneration tube. I've just been floating around in REM sleep. <laughs> um, it just keeps you uh, very vitalized. Yeah. Good good for the skin. Yeah. Good time. And uh, I'm just waiting for somebody to come bust me out. You know what else is good for the skin? That uh that uh hybrid bee pollen facial mask that they got from upside down. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. That'll that'll totally uh totally reshape your face. <laughs> so did you have a good Easter? Um uh, yeah, it was, it was good, yeah. Damn, I should have gone with speaking of things that rise. Did you have a good Easter? I missed the transition uh, there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> All right, good. Times. I did what everyone does on Easter. I go to and eat chicken and waffles <laughs> is at, that, uh, is at that, Roscoe's. Is that what everybody does? Obviously, yeah. That's what, that's what Jesus did. My Easter consisted of me going to see G.I. Joe Retaliation. <laughs> Then coming back to my house going, man, I'm a little bit tired, laying down on my floor, and then waking up four hours later. Oh, no. Um, so, yeah, I didn't really do anything for Easter, so. Yeah, whatever. But. Uh, no, it's overrated. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I was never much for the whole hunting of eggs and going to parks with lots of tons of people. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kid stuff. I mean, you once you're out of that it's just kind of a it's just another day really you know it's amazing though like who decided that like parks is the place you go to because like we have a park like down the street from, <laughs> we, have the, we have a little park down the street from my house and like it's it's not a large park but like when i drove home because i went to the store you know and then i came home and i drove by this park and there were like nine hundred thousand people on this little park that has like maybe three sections of places where people can actually go to the rest is just open grass and trees but like people had brought like their entire families and like just a little park with like a million people on it was crazy well i think it's because you know bunnies eat grass and uh that's where they i, I don't know it's just a place for everyone to get together and sit down and it makes sense for the fact that if you have like a three-year-old kid and they're going to hunt eggs that you just lay them all out. Yeah. You see, I remember we used to do this stuff in my neighborhood. We had like a park in our neighborhood and, uh, you know, we did like an Easter egg hunt every year and yeah. I would always hide these eggs so hard, man. These kids would be looking <laughs> – my mom would be mad because she's she was – she'd be like, why are you hiding – like they're, they're like five. Yeah. I'd be hiding them like up in trees and – under bushes and stuff. I mean, that's a that's a hunt. Like, if you talk about a hunt, like a scavenger hunt, 
whatever. Like you, you got to look for it. You got to challenge them, man. You can't just be like, oh, there they are. I see them all. Yeah. Well, nowadays it should be like all your eggs have like RFID tags or something in them, and like the kids have their iPhones out and they're like beep 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 beep, 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 beep like trying to actually hunt for them. That would be awful. They're like but ba- no, buried like... in the ground, geocached somewhere. <laughs> yeah. They've got like one of those like people at the beach with their <laughs> metal detectors. Dude, I'm saying we need to elevate uh, or you know, like evolve the sport of egg hunting on Easter. No, that would be that would be pretty cool. Um, you see, but you see, that's what that's what I liked about as a kid. I'm not you know I'm not saying that like oh I, as I was older and I was hiding these eggs for these younger kids, I was being a dick or something. I was like no, like I as a kid I legitimately wanted them to be hid really well so you could go find them because you're a dick and that I could go find them. <laughs> no, because it was like it was part of the fun is like looking for them, not just having them all laid out in front of you. And there's no fun in that. See what you oh, should... let me just pick it up. Oh, here you go. What you should have to do is like hide them a week beforehand, and then like, then it's really like a <laughs> test to see if a you hit them well enough to not be gone by the following week, and all b... the candy's melted inside. Dude, you just got to get non-melting candy. <laughs> My mom would always put like dollar bills in it. So nice. That, that 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 was always funny too. Like I've always seen there'll be like four eggs that have like money or like change in it, like cash or change. <laughs> And then the rest of it is all candy. Like the one kid gets like five bucks or like twenty bucks, and everybody else has like yeah. And some like, kid gets jelly beans. Yeah, He's so, like, what so, the hell? Exactly. Some guy's got like a, a bag full of uh, twenty-five cent nerds, and he's like, "Damn this! Like this is bullshit." <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of bullshit, no, I was kidding. <laughs> be, that's a good segue. Um, we are here this week to talk about GI Joe retaliation. Um, <laughs> G.I. Joe, The it Rise of... It may or may not be, okay? <laughs> well, G.I. Joe, uh, The Rise of Cobra, you know, the... the I almost said it's technically not a prequel to this because it was the first one, but... It, it was, like, yeah, exactly. That is a... Predecessor. Le- that is a legitimately fun film. Like I, I, That is a legitimate bullshit movie. I I genuinely love that movie when I watched it. I thought it. I thought it was the perfect balance of being just ridiculous but knowing what it is and just, like, tongue-in-cheek. Like, I mean, when you have scenes where... Like Brendan Fraser drives a motorcycle up to the camera, the camera <laughs> pans part. away, and he's not in the rest of the movie at all. Like things I, like I love that. It. Like it, it's just it, it's kind of a perfect film. So dude, they're Joes, they're Joes. Yeah, dude. Like I I was excited. So when, when this when this film got announced, I was it was like the first sequel in a long time that I was like, hell yeah, give me a sequel to that movie. Um, <laughs> and you know then it I want it all in my face. Then it then it hit all sorts of like snags and stuff and got like pushed back and supposedly they were like doing reshoots or something and like did, yeah they wanted more they wanted more Chan Man they wanted more three D it's like I don't, who cares yeah they wanted a bunch more stuff that like you know we'll get into it but it may not have added or maybe it improved the film I don't know it, we'll, we'll find possibly, out possibly yeah but uh yeah this is GI Joe retaliation. Let's go ahead and take a look at the trailer and then let you guys all know what we thought of this film. The Duke. See that? Security's early. They're all dead. There's only one man could authorize a strike like that. I voted for him. You're insane. My fellow world leaders, 
You're looking at an advanced weapons system capable of destroying each of your countries 14 times over. 15 in the case of North Korea. And all at the push of a button. We have to assume that there's no one we can trust. There is one man. General. Call me Joe. Drive it like you stole it. As your good friend, you need a new catchphrase. I don't know much about where I'm from, but I know I strike fear everywhere I come. Government Let's get to work. Yeah, so I wear my gun. I really want the rock and rush, but I'm too young. This gonna give me courage not to fear no one. To feel no pain and hear no tongue. So I hear no screams and I shed no tears. President says they can't come out of retirement. They didn't say anything about re-enlisting. All right, so President has been replaced with a duplicate. Uh, Cobra Commander is back in action, taking out most of the Joes. We have a few more G.I. Joe squadron people who are left and have survived, and they have to go find, like, the original Joe to help them try to figure out what the hell is going on. And, uh, the rocks there. <laughs> Obviously. Um, I mean, if, if your uh, if your franchise is midway through at some point, uh, and you don't have the rock, then I, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure they were like, dude, the rock was able to revitalize the fast and the furious franchise. <laughs> why, <laughs> why would that formula not work for us? It'd be funny if you're like, he was able to revitalize uh, the journey to the center of the earth franchise. <laughs> um, clearly, we need him for G.I. Joe because uh, Brendan Fraser was in the first one, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, uh, here he has a more prominent role than Brendan Fraser had. Yeah. You know what's funny is that The Rock was supposed to cameo in the first movie. Was he? As the same character, yeah. Was he too busy doing uh, The Tooth Fairy? Probably he was he was too busy doing something else. Yeah, I don't know. But he he was he was supposed to he was supposed to have a cameo. That's why when uh, when I saw the first movie, I was like, oh, where's the Rock? And then he never showed up. But whatever, he's in the second one. Yeah. Well, anyways, so GI Joe retaliation. Uh, Cobra Commander is trying to retaliate against the Joes, I guess, for capturing him and imprisoning him in these little like Independence Day chambers. And uh, there's this big new crazy weapon, which, you know, just like the little nanomite, whatever they're called, things from the first film, do a lot of damage and destruction to uh, places in Europe. <laughs> so uh, the Joes are at it again, trying to Basically stop Basically just London. Threat. Yeah. Nobody, well, nobody cares about them. The first one was France. So it's, you know, like yeah. they're, they're just moving about Europe. Exactly. It, they're, they're fine pissing off people in Europe, but, you know, they don't want to go <laughs> destroying anybody else around the world. But, no, uh, no, no, no. But yeah, Carson, did this film work for you on a level like the uh, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra did, or did this turn out to be not so special? Uh, I'm going to go with option B. <laughs> uh, to put it nice, I, I very much dislike this movie. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm i with you. I think the first movie is, is, is a fun movie. Uh, for... Uh, for a movie that's based on a line of toys, uh, it's exactly what you'd think it would be. Um, something, you know, they just tapped into that, that, 
that kind of like cheesy, stupid, the kind of like fun you used to have when you played with action figures as a kid. Yeah. It was basically just a two hour movie of that. Um, and I mean, it was, I am not praising, there's no intelligence in the first movie. It's just all flash and noise and it's, it's fun though. I mean, it's fun watching, you know, them and like, those like powered suits running through Paris and just like not even caring and just all kinds of ridiculous things. Um, all that, all that stripped away though. In the second movie, uh, the second movie's not fun. It's, 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 it's bad. It's bad, bad. It's not good, bad. Um, <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. Well, the first thing, the, the problem that I have with it is, okay. The first movie obviously knew what it was. It was a, a movie that was based on a line of Hasbro toys. And then the second one, I don't know why they decided to be all gritty and trying to go for this realistic uh, kind of semi-Mission Impossible feel. And it's just like you know, my friend that I saw it with, uh, one of my friends I saw it with, he, we walked out of the movie and he's just like, you know, don't try and give me this like realistic take on gi joe like you can't you can't be realistic when you've got a glittery hasbro logo like right in the beginning of the film i mean we just can't take you seriously um and plus it's gi joe this isn't the dark knight or anything i I mean i I don't know what the intention was here to make it a little more serious because it only made things funnier in my opinion i was laughing a lot in this movie unintentionally um (laughs) We we were saying some of the, some of the horrid lines before <laughs> recording, but there's a lot of dumb dumb lines in this movie, and uh, just the plot in general is dumb. I mean, they didn't even need Cobra Commander in this. Like, yeah. why bring him back? Was he the... he served absolutely no purpose to this story. That's the funny thing too is. And, like first of all, I don't even remember how the plot resolved at the end of the last film. Well, but I, they, when they this... put them in those cages at the very end. They put Cobra Commander and Destro in those cages, yeah, clearly but... setting it up for you know them to escape in in the next one. But that's the thing, though, is is in order for this plot to make sense, then this has to secretly be the plot of the first film. Like they had to already have this in plan, and they just got foiled by the Joes, and then now yeah. this is them you know, retaliating against the Joes for what happened in the first one. But I don't know that it would make any sense at all that this was also in the plan. I mean, obviously, in the first film, they had this weird nanotechnology that would literally just eat anything. Like, these little nanobots would just, like, eat and consume anything, no matter whether it was metal or ground or whatever. It could just destroy whatever. It's like like whole cities and everything. Yeah, and if you have this weird nanotechnology that does that on its own, why would you also build, like, this... um, crazy space satellite th- network <laughs> satellite of system things like um like it, it just seems like it doesn't make sense that the people whose plan is being carried out have been captured this entire time well it's like well, who was running the, sh- the show and like doing all this other stuff while your leaders were captured um well clearly uh zartan or whoever he was posing as the president was running things but yeah, they, like, they, they kind of throw everything out from the first movie in that sort of really brief catch-up in the beginning where it's like, during the Nanomite Wars, and I was like, whoa, when did we start calling it that, man? Yeah. And then it's like, all the Joes that you saw in the first movie are gone, except for Channing Tatum and a couple <laughs> others. Um, it was just really weird. It, it really 
felt like they uh, had retooled a lot of things in uh, during the time that they had this pushback. I mean, I don't know. There, it, it reeked a lot of reshoots, um, specifically in the beginning, because I mean, we already talked about how they kind of screwed themselves when Channing Tatum became this huge star after they had shot the movie. And they're like, oh, wait, uh, we kill off our lead guy in, like, the first 10 minutes. Not a spoiler, because, I mean, if you can't figure that out from the trailer, um, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, but, like the, like, the scenes where him and The Rock are playing video games, like, that just was a total reshoot. That was just like, we need more Tatum. Get them back. Though, to, I, w- I will some say. Bro, some broing out. I will say the way that scene, like, starts, like, what what's happening, and then the way it fades in from black, like, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, it was it was slightly humorous. Some of their some of their banter was, you know, humorous, and uh, I, 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 you know, it was I had I had a, I didn't have a problem with it, but it just it felt very much like a an, a thing that was added in after the fact. But I mean, that's the least of this film's problems. I mean, I think the biggest is that they didn't eat Cobra Commander, and they didn't get Joseph Gordon-Levitt back, who I thought was really hilarious as Cobra Commander in the first... Like, he just totally knew what movie he was in. He was chewing it up and having a great time. Um, the guy who they got to replace him, I don't know, he just just didn't... He wasn't on the same wavelength. It just wasn't the same. And plus, it just it felt weird because they didn't even need him. Like, Cobra Commander, they, they bust him out of his tube, and then, like, you know, he says, like, oh, uh, you know, he does some things and then walks away really slowly and flips his cape and flies off. I mean, I don't know. He's just not in it very much and he seems useless, but here's, here's the thing. Like it's not just that they didn't need Cobra commander. They don't really need the entire like Cobras in general, right? Are they just called the Cobras, Cobras, Cobra squads? Like what? what the yeah. Hell? Cobra armies. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't really need him. I mean, but like they, they had, they're, they're they not had even this in the nuclear film, though. power and stuff. They're, they're not even in the film at all though. Like they're, they, no. You have the scene where, like, Cobra soldier people are, you know, they're on the White House and they're dropping down the Cobra logos and, like, replacing flags. But yeah. there's there's not really ever a scene where the Joes, the remaining Joes, are fighting armies of Cobras. Like, that's the thing. is like, literally, the entire Joe force is supposed to be kind of wiped out at the beginning of this film. And you have three people left, plus, like, Colonel Joe or whatever that they have to go find. Yeah, that like, they team up with later. Yeah, they, so, so basically, you have four soldiers against what is clearly a large enough force to be surrounding the planet and doing all this stuff. But I don't yeah. know if, like, the idea is that most of them drown in that base at the end of the last film, or... Like, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what the deal is, but you basically... You think you could round up some more guys. <laughs> yeah, you basically have Destro and, and Cobra Commander, dude, and then... Dude, you're out of the band, okay? And, and then you have, you have what's-his-face, the other guy, with his little, like... Like uh oh the uh Ray Stevenson as the Firefly guy yeah the Firefly guy like you who have doesn't him. die so he gets the, hit by a car and he just walks it off hey hey if what's her face can walk off a car hit in Identity Thief then this like combat soldier okay can but do that's it. a comedy man it's like <laughs> goofy comedy this is uh I don't know like the way they were treating it see things like that would happen and it's just like well what do you want do you want it to be silly. Do you want to be taken seriously? Do you want this movie to be for kids? Do you want to be for more adults? Because there's a lot of like kid humor in it, and there's and then there's moments where, um, you know they're they're acting like it's for the older crowd, where the Rock's just like mother, and then it's like GI Joe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, I, I think kids will enjoy it, and I'm basing that off of the fact oh, that yeah. as I was, well, I'm sure they will. As I was walking to my car after seeing this film, there's this like this guy. It was it was like a dude and his dad, or either that or just a really older friend that he had, and then the the middle aged guys. Um, son was there and he's like and then and then my favorite part was like when Duke did this thing and then like this is my favorite part and then this is my favorite part so like this this little kid was like super into the movie but like the the his dad and like grandpa like weren't really paying attention to him yeah he was talking. I can totally see that but I think that the first movie had that appeal to where you know kids would really dig it and but then like older people who were like geeks or nerds, whatever, uh, who or who knew GI Joe? I think there was a. It still had that ability to be liked by older the older crowd because there was that sense of fun, like I said, of playing with your action figures when you're a kid. This just was like you, you know, it was a guilty pleasure. This just felt guilty, no pleasure. Like there was there was <laughs> there was nothing fun to be had with this one. Whereas yeah. the first movie, there was. Um. Yeah, man. I, I I was trying to think of what else I was gonna say, um, regarding the plot. There was something else. Oh well, the fact that you know you're talking about how you know he thought he's gonna have these you know giant cobra army or whatever. The the action like the big final set piece in this movie isn't really that spectacular. They literally just kind of go into a the the compound where they're all staying and it's it's kind of done like it's I, it was over and I was like that this is it like it, it's not some big set piece like y'all like how in the in the first movie there was all kinds of, of like crazy stuff going on um honestly the only sort of memorable action set piece in the movie is the ninja fight yeah. on the mountain that's the only one. The rest is just kind of all blurs together, and and that and that and that's the only one that feels like kind of like a big uh, an action set piece. The rest just feels like kind of contained. Consi- and it's but it's weird considering that you know there's this big plot to destroy the world with all these like satellites and these weird nukes on them. And well, that's, uh, well, that's, the, that's the thing is there's two 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 things about that. A, the plot wasn't to destroy the world. The plot was to get all the other countries, all the superpowers of the world to yeah, submit but I mean, they, to Cobra they have Commander. the ability to destroy the world. Yeah, yeah, they do. But also, the the whole thing was that like, like I I actually I actually think the what the 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 enemies kind of the plot and how that the the plot of what Cobra Commander's main ultimate plan was and how the device works and how he like how he brought all the powers into that one room and like, and I won't, I won't say anything more than that just because like, I think that that plan was actually pretty hilariously awesome. Like I think the idea of, you know, I'm going to create this weapon that's going to be awesome, but I need all the superpowers of the world to basically denuclearize themselves, whatever the word word is for that. Yes. Uh, You know, all, all nuke cases have, uh, you know that that failsafe button right next to the the launch button. <laughs> anyway, in big letters. My point is that like that that like I thought the the plan of how do I get everybody to to disarm themselves? Um, I actually thought that was I don't know clever is the right word, but like like ridiculously silly enough to be like almost applaud worthy. Like the fact that that was the plan. 
I thought was actually like a great plan. Oh, it was silly. It may have worked in the first movie. Um, I don't, I thought that whole scene was just like borderline embarrassing, and and also disturbing because it's like, oh yeah, if you know if this is how it really went down at these kind of summits, I'm worried. Yeah, uh, obviously not. But I'm just saying that it's just I don't know. That whole sequence was just ridiculous and and pretty stupid. It, I no, mean, like the North Korea jabs and no, like, just no. all them like trying to one up each other and those all the, the thing, nukes though, are in the, the air. That's, that's the only that's the only part that is actually of the same uh, feel of the first film. Like that that like that was my favorite scene of this movie because it was the most grounded in the correct reality that this film should be centered in i guess yeah but in the context of this movie no it just felt like one extra like heap of you know trash thrown on you well i mean it's it's the whole crux of the film everything is about like that is the plan and that is but at that moment but it's weird because it's cobra commander's plan i guess but at that moment like the the president or the you know the fake president he's essentially the main villain and that's what makes it even more puzzling that cobra commander is even brought back for this but that guy submits to cobra commander so that's the whole thing yeah that? yeah but i mean he has more screen time than cobra commander way more screen time yeah yeah so that's what i'm saying like why why did he need cobra commander to pull this plan off he didn't. He was pulling it off for Cobra Commander. But he didn't. He could have just left him there and been like, well, screw you. I'm in charge now. With what army? With Who cares? He has got all these nukes. He doesn't have any nukes. That's the whole thing is they're not nukes. Well, I'm just saying he didn't need Cobra Commander. He could have gotten some other power some other way. All the people that run the devices, though, are loyal to Cobra Commander. Yeah, but if he's not in charge, then or if he's like stuck in a bubble, then who are they gonna, res- you know? Dude, come on. They just, I'm just saying from a movie standpoint, they could have easily cut him out. Like they didn't need him. I did He wasn't integral to this plot, really. Yeah, no, I I understand what you're saying. Like it could have been any villain. It didn't have to be Cobra Commander. But I'm saying it. It's not like at that point in the film, somebody is carrying. It's like. It's like in Transformers when, you know, Megatron's been sunk to the bottom of the ocean and all the other Decepticons are like, well, let's go revive Megatron and then carry yeah. out Megatron's plan. It's like it's still Megatron's plan, even though he is literally in the same exact circumstances in this movie. Their leader is submerged in water and comatose. <laughs> yeah, but I, and that's what the thing like, you know, the movie's called Retaliation and I you know I guess it's because they're retaliating, but really, I feel like it's called it's the retaliation is like the Joes getting back at you know being wronged and and uh, you know being blamed for these actions. Yeah, it's not it's not really the, like the retaliation of Cobra Commander because his plan sucks. <laughs> the retaliation is is the first attack on the Joes. Uh, yeah, but then the Joes have their retaliation because they want to have revenge and yeah, but they're obviously the stop the world or stop the stop the world. <laughs> they just want to stop the world, dude. They should just stop the movie from happening. But yeah, you know they 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 obviously retaliate when 
the others retaliate. There's just a lot of retaliation going on. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is it's an aptly named film. Um, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I already told you what it should have been called. It should be called G.I. Joe and the Retaliations. They should have just they should have just not made this movie. You know, once Steven Summers left, they should have just been like, well, time to not make this movie. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure that he is solely responsible for the for the fact that that first film is awesome. And that no, I mean, he knows how to make cheese. Yeah, like they, everything about that film was completely aware of the fact that it's like, yeah, we're making a movie about toys. Just sit yeah, back and enjoy totally. this. They're not like trying to make something serious about it. I mean, come on, dude. How can you take a movie seriously when they've got stuff like the uh, the the uh, the word processing thingamajig on our computers? Like, well, uh, the brain uses like and um to catch up with itself, as you can see here, and the whole like <laughs> hand thing. Dude, I died laughing at that that hand thing. I was like, are you kidding me? And when she was like, we could mask the IP address. I'm like. I don't know jack about computers, but I know that sounds stupid. I, w- I will say this this film had at least one actor in it who knew exactly what film he was in, and that would be uh, Walton Goggins. Like, he oh at- yeah, yeah. He he at least played this film the way it was supposed to be played. He was playing. He was in like the JGL camp in the first movie. Yeah, like I, I yeah, think he knew what was up. Yeah, I think his his scenes are are what made this film at least not completely intolerable. Because when you've got your leads as a girl from Red Dawn and, uh, you know, hot guy number five, 5,000, <laughs> like, like who, why did you cast these people? Like, I, I, I was kind of like, why didn't they cast, uh, I don't know if you caught Joseph Mazzello from Jurassic Park as the, uh, that like sniper dude in the beginning. Why wasn't he the lead guy? He's like a much better actor. He's I... way cooler than like you know paul walker's cousin or whoever <laughs> i did not notice that's who that was uh, yeah and then you know of course he he uh didn't stick around very much but um yeah it's like it was just really bad because they they put like the the majority of the focus in the joe camp on those two on the girl and the guy and it's like these are the it's like in rock of ages where you have all these great actors in the supporting cast and the two leads are like the most boring leads um, uh, of the movie, and it's the same thing with this, because, like, Bruce Willis wasn't really in this movie, and, and, like, even The Rock wasn't really in it that much. They, It was weird how the focus was put on those two, and, like, with uh, with the girl and her, like, lame backstory about her father, I seriously thought they were going to pull Bruce Willis was her father. I'm, I'm, like, pretty, I'm pretty sure he is. No, I don't, I think they were... No, because I don't think so. No, well, because first of all... Of what happened at the end. For, first of all, watching the trailer, I assumed that was her father. Second of all, the entire play off them is he knows her and she doesn't know that he knows her. And at the end, like, there's a whole scene where... And th- this is spoilers, but it's not important to the plot, so sorry if I'm spoiling it for anybody. But <laughs> the there's the whole scene in the middle where she's like, all I wanted to do was get a high enough rank where uh, my dad would have to salute me. Right, at the yeah. end, he salutes her and says, I served with your father. And then she smiles awkwardly. Like, I'm pretty sure that he is her father. Well, maybe, but they did a poor job of doing that. They should have just flat out said it. <clears throat> I, I think that's the thing is it's supposed to be like he's not admitting it. It's kind of like, you know, I don't want to spoil I mean, a movie I guess, that's actually better I, than this. Either, uh, way, do, either way, whatever their intention was, it was unnecessary. There, there's another There's another 
action spy thriller movie out there in which our main character has questions about his father and he doesn't know whatever actually happened to his father. And at the end of the film, somebody says, I served with your father and it cuts to a star on a wall. And it's like, clearly that film is trying to say that like, Oh, that star is his father. Um, mm. I won't say what movie that is. Cause I guess that could be spoilery, but just know that like, I, I, I it just, it just seemed very, it, like the entire like from the from the moment the first scene when he started calling her Brenda or whatever I was like, yeah. Well, first of all, from the trailer I thought that like that was the whole thing is it was supposed to be like she was Colonel Joe's daughter. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it makes sense, but by that point in the movie, I'm like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> because th- that kind of stuff just it was just like extra. It was just unnecessary fluff to me. I mean, especially in this movie. But also, it's like they were trying to humanize these characters, but they were just so like poorly written anyway that it didn't matter. It was like I I can't get involved with these people, and like you know they weren't they weren't selling it you know as a as it you know as as it being serious or silly, so it just didn't work. Yeah, but yeah. I will say the best part of this movie is the RZA. As the <laughs> oh, blind dude. master, Hoban, I I will say laughs a plenty. His performance as this blind master made his performance in the Man with the Iron Fist look like like I don't know something amazing. I I'd say his entire performance in this movie was better than anything in Man with the Iron Fist. I his I, his performance should have been. That's what Man with the Iron Fist should have been. I don't That's, think that, that whole I don't movie think so because it was like, re- it was really bad. That whole movie should have been like uh, like that. That would have been hilarious. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I I I loved his character. I thought he was awesome. <laughs> it was so bad, dude. He had like his own little training studio up on a, like a skyscraper, and they would just cut to it for no reason. It was, it was great. Like that's the kind of. Like, if you want to ask me what the silly, like, stuff that resembled the first movie was, it was that. It was that stuff. Uh, I don't know. It didn't work for me. Especially not, like, basically anything with uh, with Snake Eyes and was it Storm Shadow? What's the other guy's name? Yeah, Storm Shadow. Yeah, like, that whole plot was... Uh, was. Uh... Yeah, that was goofy, too. Because he kept switching sides and then you really didn't care. Was... And he got burned and some lady was putting, like, some some like gross looking semen stuff on his back and didn't really care. And it was just weird. Yeah. Not so good. So anyways, I I don't know. I think we're, we're pretty much off the rails right now. Just kind of talking about random things. So I'm going to go ahead and just, uh, you know, pop us into this, this uh, weird tank thing and then drive it. Like I stole it and bring us to the end of this episode. You need to get a new catchphrase, dude. I, I know I do. Uh, the worst part about it is he wasn't even driving when he said that catchphrase. He was just going to rappel out of the back of a like a plane. I, I guess that was the point, that it was lame. Yeah, anyways, okay. So, it, did, so it didn't fit. Let's go ahead and get to our verdict then. Carson, if you're going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or must-avoid, what would you give it? A must-avoid. Don't uh, go see this movie. Plain and simple. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a must avoid also, uh, which is, it hurts me so much because I love that first movie. So, so, so fondly, I remember it like pe- people who didn't see it were like, uh, I was like, dude, GI Joe is awesome. They're like, uh, I don't believe you. I was like, no, it's awesome. They have a flashback in the middle of a flashback. 
<laughs> you have to see this movie during a fight scene. Yeah, during a fight scene, like it, it just it's that first film is so special. It, it it's really just exactly, it, oh, it's special. It's exactly what this one should have been, but it wasn't. So it's it's special for sure. So there you have it. Two must avoids. Um, don't go see this movie because no, it's not not fun. What, and what was up with all the references to music? Like, it was just really weird. Like, The Rock was quoting Jay-Z. The president was like, I was hanging out with Bono. And then that one guy, like The Rock's, like, homie, was all like, who's this Miley Cyrus and Ryan Seacrest? It was just like, what? what is with this? Is, they think that's funny? It was just, it was just weird. Yeah, the, those ones I just let go in one ear and out the other. I didn't pay too much attention to them. I, it, was, it, was, it was odd. Um, I also like Bruce Willis's house that had his guns conveniently um, not hidden at all. Just kind of like, oh, you know, the cleaning lady probably stumbles upon it every day and is just like, oh, Senor Bruce, Senor he Joe. He doesn't strike me as a man who would allow a cleaning lady to come into his house. No, he does his own cleaning. He's Mr. Mom. Yeah, he's uh, his character from uh, Red. Yeah. Just putting in about a third the effort. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, that was our verdict for this film. Don't go see it. Carson, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, you can go to practicalcandy.wordpress.com. People can find me over at christopherinreallife.com or twitter.com slash christopherirl. You can find the podcast over at thespoilthewarning.com where you can get all the back episodes of the show. If you want to figure out when all those episodes are going live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com or call and leave us a voicemail at 760-575-4TSW. That's 760-575-4879. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to G.I. Joe Retaliation. So hopefully that's retaliating in your ears right now. And, uh, yeah. That, what are you say I'm, reta- I'm retaliating listening to it. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that's, oh. our, that's our podcast. That's uh, Carson's joke. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you in one of our next episodes. See you, everyone. <laughs>